Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Jay, and like always, I got something to say. We're going to go ahead and start in decency and order, and we're going to be coming out of John 14 and 1. And it reads, do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. That is Jesus. We have to know that when we go through our hard times that God has a way already made for us. He heard your heart. He heard your prayer. No matter how many times you cried, no matter how many times you thought that he didn't hear you, he heard you. He was just getting it ready for you. Time is at the essence. Amen. And God, we're on God's time. We're not on our own time. So sometimes we have to remember that patience is a virtue. So, dear Father God, we just thank you, God. We thank you, God, for tonight. God, we ask you to be able to just bless us, bless everybody under the sound of my voice, to be able to have a breakthrough, God, a seed planted where they could be able to truly see you, hear you, and be able to have something move where they could say, what can I do to be saved? God, we just thank you for bringing us through this week, being able to have us in our right mind, to be able to come here tonight and be able to fellowship tonight, God. We just thank you, God. God, we ask you to bless Anointed Radio and enlarge our territory. Let's be able to reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable, and to be able to get to people's hearts, even with the hardest heart, to be able to truly see you, to have a breakthrough, God. Let something tonight be said to be able to help somebody be set free, to be able to have more knowledge, and to be able to understand and have some type of confirmation or revelation tonight where they could understand that there is a process in this thing that we call life. God bless everybody under the sound of my voice that's listening now live or on the podcast so that they could be able to truly see you and have that breakthrough that they've been praying for. We say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Jay. Like always, I got something to say. You can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on all social media platforms and on Clubhouse. And you can follow me on Facebook at Jay Calhoun or at Anointed Radio, obviously, because you're on Anointed Radio right now. So um, make sure you follow Anointed Radio on LV Anointed Radio on all social media platforms. And make sure that you share, like, and subscribe the video as we are now. Um, in the absence of the people that we have, we have Chiquita Andrews, a talented author of the unbroken, oh, trained to uh, be uh, broken and is unbroken. I think I have it backwards, but go get her book. It's dope. And yeah, I'm broken, sure trained to be broken. See, you could have you said that so earlier instead of letting me trip up, but it's okay. I'm so sorry. Then we have Chris Johnson. <laughs> He'll be coming in a little later where um, we got Sing Chris J. Follow him on Sing Chris J on all social media platforms. Go get his song, Chasing um, After You, um, Three Kings, and check out his clothing line. And um, make sure you follow. Oh, I forgot to plug in my own music. Make sure you go follow my music. Renew my praise. Wake up, bless. Um, Jesus, you make me happy. And on Vivo, where we have just hit 15K views on Vivo, wake up. Um, not wake up bless renew my praise music video the official on vivo so definitely go check that out and it goes to you dr clay well 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 hey <laughs> hey everybody this is dr clay um as you call as you all know the dr love child and um it's good to be alive it's good to be here again to be able to grace your presence so look you all know how we do it 
I always ask you all if you can support a sister, um, you know, go ahead and get on all those social medias that I have that's on Twitter, that's on Instagram, that's on Facebook, um, my website, drmarvinettaclay.com. And, um, you know, go to all those those different places that you know you can go to go ahead and support a 99 cent purchase. Amen. <laughs> and purchase, God is so good. All right. Um, of course, we got uh, Worship Forever still is out. And now we're working on Fly Away. Oh, my God. I was listening to it. And it just makes you just want to have some church. So when you get ready to hear that, it's going to make you want to just take your pick your feet up and put them down and put your hands on together and act like you're going to have some little Sunday service. Amen. Like maybe at your bedside. I don't know. Bedside Baptist, maybe. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it's good to be here. So, you know, follow me. Also, I'm working on some stuff with my, my business, Worship Forever, under my Clay Enterprise, and uh, working on some, some shirts and some other things that I'm personal dominoes and thing, things of that nature. So there's a good a lot of good things getting ready to happen. And I'm just grateful. So I love y'all. Amen. DW? I am DW. Welcome, everybody. Of course, I have my show every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, The DW Experience. Tune in this Monday. I will have my special guest, Kiss, um, with her latest single. Um, I'm just looking forward to tonight's interview and um, looking forward to just encouraging some people out there. So all of you listening out there, it does not cost anything to click, like, and share with your people because we have a great guest this evening. And we have our great guests. You've seen them in Eve. You've seen them in Three Strikes. You've seen them to laugh into the bank. You've seen them on Soul Plane. Mr. Brian Hooks, everybody. Oh, hey, 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 everybody. How's it going? Hope everybody is good and staying safe and all this nonsense. So where can they fo uh, follow you at? They can follow me at the Brian Hooks on uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook and everywhere else, and also my uh, Left of Bang Entertainment, where we uh, mentor and uh, feed these youth foundation. Amen, amen. So the topic today is this. Um, I, I was thinking about this topic. Is I don't think COVID's over, so I'm just want to talk about that today. So um, just a little small. Uh, I know everybody is restless, but I'm just wanted to kind of talk about with seeing the states opening up 100% and people taking away mass mandates. Do y'all think we're about to get back into another quarantine? Ooh, I think it's possible, Listen, but, man. you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's uh, nobody know what's going on. We still don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> nobody nothing that make me comfortable at all. Everybody sound confused. Yeah, it's yeah. getting better, but it got worse. But it might get a little worse before it get better, but it's going to get better. But watch out, because it might be worse. Like, what? Wait, wait, <laughs> you know, you know. You could go out and eat, but you can't. But if you stay there, you can't. But if you do, you could go, but you better go on back home. Like, I don't know, what, what are we doing? What right. are we doing? I, I think it's a long roll ahead of us. I think it's a lot we don't know, a lot we're gonna learn. And I'm I'm just nervous, man. I'm I'm nervous. I don't know what's going on, and I do not think we out of this. And and them just opening up stuff and is I, I don't know. And then Things stand closed down is killing folks as well. So I don't know what's going on, man. Yeah. DW, I, I know you got it. something to say. Oh, oh okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Oh, no, I'm just saying I agree with you. I, I agree with Mr. Brian because, you know, it, it is such a question mark right now. You know, um, I just think that people are not really taking this thing serious enough to know that, you know, we've already had too many people have lost their lives. Too many people have actually gotten this thing. And then I think right now they're just setting up such to get numbers. You know, because everybody that walks into a urgent care or a hospital don't have COVID. You know, they may have some symptoms of it, but they definitely don't have COVID. And so I just think right now um, it's, it's a Russian roulette. That's how I look at it. It's a Russian roulette piece. And so for me, you know, for Texas and all these other states that's going 100% strong, I think it's the wrong decision, too, too quick of a decision. Um, and right now, to me, I just feel like you're kind of putting too many people's lives in danger. Um, you know, whether we have a mask on or not, at least it was a, a protection or a preparation of, of making you think, oh, let me just do something better to keep myself safe. Now, you done took the gloves off, and so everybody finna get bucked out. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you know, so, listen, it's Russian roulette being black right now. It, it don't yeah. matter. You can be black like you COVID, you know, you it, it's everything. But um, what I want to get into, um, Mr. Hooks, is I'm, I'm sure a lot of people who are tuning into We, we Remember Three Strikes. Uh, remember Eve and and um, and obviously you you have a lot of current projects that are coming up right now also. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people want to know, where did you go or did you go anywhere? Was there a break or after all of that, did you did you take a break from Hollywood? I, I've been, um, you know, I'm an independent guy and, and, and I luckily uh, obtained that path through uh, stepping out with an early film I did called Cue the Movie. So what that allowed me to do is basically sort of move at my own pace and, and do what I want, how I want and when I want. And um, th the thing with that is, uh, you know, Hollywood can be very fickle and it's very mm -hmm. cliquish. And if you're not um, willing to hop on one foot, you know, rub your stomach and pat your head at the same time on command, mm -hmm. it could be a, a longer uh, path to get to where you're going. But my independent background has allowed me to be able to stand tall in who I am and not ever have to uh, wavering my morals or beliefs. And um, so with that, it's going to be a longer journey. And um, so I've never stopped working. So I've always been doing my independent thing and also doing a lot of writing and creating and uh, developing for, you know, a lot of the artists and entertainers that, you know, you guys see every day. Um, but, you know, it's just everyone's journey is different and every path is different. And mine has been an uh, independent path. And, uh, you know, and it has kept me, um, you know, it, it has sustained me. Mm. I, and I, that's what, that's exactly what I wanted to go into that subject because you like just doing some research and listening to your interviews and, and just watching you online. Um, what I really find most interesting about you is again, you said Hollywood is different. Hollywood is cliquish. Um, one interview, um, I, I heard you say that if you have no morals and you're willing to do a lot of different things, then you can make it to the top. And that's not everyone's story. But what I'm most fascinated with is why didn't you compromise? Why didn't you, why weren't you willing to 
compromise your morals. I, my mom used to tell me growing up, um, you know, what profit a man to gain the whole wide world and lose his soul. And I think Hollywood is so attractive to a lot of people that I'm just curious to know why didn't you compromise or or sell out, as some would say. Yeah, I think um, I just, um, you know, I just I, I was just born and raised with that foundation. You know, my my mom and my dad just instilled within me um, right and wrong, you know. And so I, I honestly can't even say that, you know, I, I, I was so brilliant and I was so ahead of my time and I was so set in my ways that no one can waver me. But it's just something that uh, I was born with and I have in me that, um, you know, I never I'm a person who doesn't I don't drink. I don't smoke. I've never drank. I've never been drunk. You know what I mean? I've never been high. Not to say there's nothing wrong with having a drink or whatever you do, but I'm just to say I, I am who I am. Um, and so it doesn't matter on what platform, what party, what stage, what city, I'm going to be me. And so the idea of me stepping into an industry or anywhere else and, and pretending to be someone I'm not is just never been anything that I wanted to do or was capable of doing or had any desire to do or was tempted to do. Um, I'm just comfortable being me. And I thank God for that. And I thank my parents for creating that foundation. But it was just never a time to where I felt it would be okay to compromise everything I believe in order to move forward quicker. And so- that is just, you know, they say common sense ain't that common. Um, and, and maybe in some people it isn't. And I do know this industry attracts a very, um, you know, a, a very insecure, unstable individuals at time, you know. And so they're all looking to feel something, you know, and, and fill themselves up. And they feel like if they get to where they're trying to go or, you know, they get to the top or whatever they want to call it then all will be well and all will feel great. And that can't be further than the truth. Um, so I sort of came into the game and, you know, and I was pretty much filled up, you know what I mean? So I was just looking to, uh, you know, uh, enjoy this journey that I've been blessed with, but at no point in time that, that I want a, um, you know, skip to the front of the line pass that, uh, you know, that, that required my soul as payment. Um, and just that's who I am and, and that's who I'll always be. And, and I don't mind hard work. And I understand that my journey is my journey. So I, I don't look, you know, uh, over the fence or in other people's backyards and, and, and thinking, you know, that maybe that should be me or so on and so forth, because I've learned with, even with things I felt I really, really wanted and they didn't happen. And I may have been hurt by it. And then a month later, or a year later, something happens that's amazing that pushes me forward, that I realize, wow, if that would have happened, that I really wanted, this could have never happened. And so I've learned to just uh, sit steady in my faith and who I am and just keep doing the work. And, and that's what it's all about. And so, you know, the idea that why didn't I compromise myself, it, it was never even a question or an option. You know, if I had to get it that way, I don't want it. And like I say, many a times you see some of these uh, entertainers that you're wondering like, wow, man, what's wrong with them? You have everything. Well, they got to look at yeah. themselves in the mirror every single day, every night 
Mm-hmm. They look at themselves in the mirror. And although, you know, the majority of the world doesn't know, they know. And so they look and they see that. You know what I mean? When they look around with everything they have, they also know how they got that. You know what I mean? Those things that they may have done that they would never want anyone to know, never want their kids to know. Um, but for me, you know, I can I can look myself in the mirror and and, and and be fine with it. So, you know, I'm blessed to be where I'm at. And a lot of times, you know, we as people, we uh, you know, it, it's great. I think you should have a goal and you should have dreams and you should have those action steps to arrive at those dreams. But not a day should go by that you don't appreciate, respect and uh, and are grateful for the things that you do have and you have accomplished. And so while there's a whole world waiting for me to discover in my career, I cannot ignore, um, you know, the Pastor Jays who said, yo, we grew up watching your stuff. You know what I mean? So I draw energy from there. And those are the people who who I want to serve and and bring uh, more content to and continue to entertain them. And when the rest of the world catches on, if they catch on, that's fine. But no way would it be a, it would be a slap in God's face for me to strictly be looking at these people who may or may not, you know, uh, be a fan or or interested in Brian work and ignore all the many blessings and you know and fans and people who do follow me and do and uh, uh, love what I do. And so I keep my focus there and appreciate what I have and you know um, you know in my reach and you know and that other stuff will come when it's time to come. So um, I gotta ask this. I have to ask this because this is somebody gonna be set free with this. What kept you humble in the in your highest peak? You stole my question. Oh my bad. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a just as a, a, a country boy from Bakersfield, right? To this day, you know what I mean. And I say, I'm, but that's to this day, and wherever I've been, when I was, you know, visiting and sitting next to Michael Jackson uh, at his ranch, or you know, with Oprah Winfrey and Philadelphia on Beloved, or Matthew McConaughey and. Uh, and with Fool's Gold in Australia and, and all the many and wonderful things, I was just still just the country boy from Bakersfield. And, and that's who I am. And, and when I'm out and I'm moving around and never, you know, I so <laughs> people know me to this day when I go out to the grocery store, I just be as shocked as hell. Oh, hey, oh, and then you have to remember, oh, yeah, 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 that movie stuff, that movie stuff. Okay. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I don't walk around like that. And it's just, who I am, you know what I mean? I don't pretend to be humble. I'm actually just a humble person. And I know that everything, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a ton of talented folks. And for me to have experienced some of the things that I have and, you know, some of the blessings that I've had is just that it's a blessing, man. So yeah, I work hard. Yeah. I feel I'm talented, but you know, for me to feel like any success that I've experienced to this point was because of, you know, all the things I did right. And uh, I would be a fool, man. So, you know, even at the highest highs and in those greatest moments, man, I I just, it was always a blessing. And the people I was around, I was always a fan of theirs. And and I understood that this was a gift, man. And I think a lot of entertainers forget that. And it's easy to forget that when people running around behind you and so on and so forth. But um, not me, man. 
<laughs> not me. I just, I, you know, I, I just knew it was a blessing. I was going to ride it out as long as I could and, and again, create a foundation of independent filmmaking so I could sustain myself and not be at the mercy of them calling me. And so it's just who I am. I, I want to ask you, because you talked about going the independent route and we're going into the award season and the reoccurring conversation for the cap uh, for, for the past couple of years has been about diversity and, and the lack of diversity in, in films and in entertainment. Hearing you and talking about um, not selling out, holding on to your morals, um, do you really think there's a lack of diversity or is it the politics playing a role in entertainment and the higher level? Can you speak yeah, to that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you know, that that message of diversity has been ringing loud the past few years and they're steadily trying to push and create a uh, balance. I think we have a long ways to go um, to arrive there. And, and I love, you know, that they're taking steps to make sure things are you know, reflect real life more as far as black, brown, orange, yellow, and whatever it may be. Um, so, so that's great. But, but it, but there's a lot, a lot of work to be done. And and it is, you know, the people in position, um, you know, they, they just don't care to make content that features us. And I think the ones who are now, they're doing it to you know, fill a quarter because it's, you know, right now, you know, social media voices ring loud and, um, you know, and, and they don't want to be caught in the spotlight um, uh, doing something that's not politically correct. But, you know, historically, they just haven't cared to tell our stories. You know what I mean? And um, and, and, and I, I would say, you know, some of it, you know, was um, it, it's just... Uh, you know, because, you know, some of it comes from a negative place, but, you know, some of it comes from just ignorance. You know what I mean? Like you can't tell stories that you don't know about. Yeah. Right. So if 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 I'm a, you know, you know, if, if I'm a 60 year old, you know, white man and you bring me a project about some 20 year old black kids, I don't know if it's good, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, don't know. I just know, you know what, what I mean? sells, right? Right. How, how would I know? You know what I mean? And so at that point, when I'm here to sell and make money, what am I going to do? This one that I know, you know, a, a lot about, you know what I mean? And I can weigh in this one was completely foreign to me. And when he looked to his left and he looked down the hall, there wasn't anyone who could really articulate or look at this project and tell him if it was worthy or valuable. You know what I mean? So that's when you start to talk about diversity getting people in position of power who can recognize, uh, you know, our, our, our films and our works and and speak to whether something is financially viable. Um, but that said, there, there are very few um, urban films that were released uh, theatrically that uh, didn't turn a profit. Now, they might have, have turned a huge profit, but they all profit. It's because they always do them for a budget because they're nervous about you know, the unknown and I don't know what they think. Black people just hide under a rock and we don't go nowhere. I don't know what they think um, <laughs> or how they think their movies are, are, are doing the numbers they're doing. Um, um, you know, that's our dollars as well. But uh, they, they just they just didn't know. So they never really cared to to venture out and tap into that market. They want to make what they know 
and what they like. And often that wasn't, you know, urban content. Mm. So I gotta, I, let's, let's kind of go back. Um, and what started your acting career? Um, well, you know, we'd go to church. I would show out. My mama would pop me in the back of the head. And I get a whooping when I get home. And she'd be so mad. I said, I must be real good. Because she, <laughs> she, hey, she ain't never whooped me like that. No. <laughs> no. Uh, man, I, um, I, well, I grew up in Bakersfield. And so that's a small little country town in the middle of California. And it, again, it wasn't much opportunity to act or entertain or any of that there. You know, it was limited to showing out in church, making people laugh or the talent shows at school. But once I moved um, south to Los Angeles, attending Cal State Northridge, um, majoring in math. Yeah, CSUN. Yep, yep. Uh, to be a teacher, I started running around outside of school uh, trying to get my feet wet. And so long story short, I submitted myself through Drama Log, which is now backstage. Um, and uh, it was for a little independent film called Fat Beach. And seven auditions later, they finally gave me the part. And that was sort of the, you know, that was sort of the beginning of the beginning for me. And it was like my first uh, role um, was a leading role. And I dove into that and uh, Fat Beach did okay at the box office, but it literally uh, smashed records on DVD. And so, you know, I had created a little space for myself where I continually started to work then, and, um, and so that's how, sort of how I arrived, man. But I, I came You're like down the king of school. DVDs, right? Yes, yes. And I started. What, what happened as a buddy of mine who was also at CSUN, uh, Barry Bowles, uh, approached me to make a, a small independent film, and um, it was on the hills of Fat Beach that had done uh, extremely well, you know. And he needed a little more money to finish it. I think he had like nine or ten grand. Um, and then I, I added three three grand to that, and we made this little small film called Q for thirteen thousand dollars. When we finished, I tell everybody it was absolutely horrible, but it was ninety minutes and it was funny. And so we went to this mid level distributor, uh, Xenon Entertainment, and they picked up the film because they could see the numbers the Fat Beach did. So they was like, okay, we'll give it a shot. And so that thirteen thousand dollar film made eight hundred thousand dollars. And from there, we found a little niche to where we could control our own destinies and not be at the mercy of telling someone saying, uh, okay, or giving us the green light. We just sort of started green light ourselves. And we were making these smaller independent films that were doing ridiculous numbers on DVD. That, I, just, I find that interesting because listening to your story, you were never afraid to invest in yourself. And I think yeah. that's a message, you know, like, what would you say to people now coming up in the industry now with that mindset that you had even, you know, even back in the day? I think it's a must. I think, um, you know, back then it wasn't popular. It wasn't cool at all. But I just always been so business minded. I, I couldn't, you know, it was it was just a natural instinct. But now it's such an independent time. And there's so many independent outlets. Um, so you're really not at the mercy of anyone. The equipment yeah. now 
has is very affordable. The software is very affordable. And all that has leveled the playing field along with the many, many, many digital outlets. So now more than ever, you have to be independent minded because you'll be waiting forever for them to pick you. You know what I mean? Uh, you need to be creating your own path, building your own projects. And at some point in time in there, they pick you and say, hey, come do this. Fine. Stop your stuff. Go do that. And when they finish, get back on your train. But um, you're no longer at the mercy of a studio to pick you. It's just like the music industry. You know, you look at the chance, the rappers and the tech nines. These people are doing extremely well for themselves and mm -hmm. without, you know, the label or the studio. And the filming is, is no different now. You know, we, we got cats, um, you know, releasing things now that, um, you know, the production value isn't great, but they're telling their stories and they're making a ton of money on some of these digital outlets. And there's nothing stopping anyone who, you know, um, who's looking to do film from doing just the same thing. You have to be independent minded now or else you're doing yourself a huge disservice. And I'm glad you brought the music part out because a lot of people in music, I think still have that old school mindset waiting for to get signed, waiting to mm -hmm. get signed, have somebody mm -hmm. else put the money in front of it out. And just to hear you say that you had to put your own money for you to make your own movie, but you were able to reap it without worrying about somebody coming here and say, well, let me get my piece. Well, let me get my piece. And you mm -hmm. was actually able to make a profit. That's powerful mm -hmm. because there's a lot of upcoming artists, filmmakers, actors that's waiting for that moment and they're not willing to invest in themselves. And yeah. I think that's kind of like a catch 22. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. And, and you, what you'll notice is once you start investing in yourself, people will start investing in you. You know, every project that I've started with my own coin, I've had numerous people, you know, want to get on the train, especially once it's moving. You know what I mean? There's nothing um, more convincing uh, when you're trying to get investors or people to ante up with you for them to see you moving um, and you're putting your own money where your mouth is. That's good stuff. I, I want to ask, um, um, I, I think it's, I hope I'm saying it right here. Torino. Torino said, I faithfully watch the E show till this day because of this king right here. So the, in my opinion, the iconic role, Nick, um, how did you get that role? What was it like working with Eve? Um, what was that whole experience like? I, like I told you, that, that's where I met you. Yeah, that, that, that was the best, man. Eve was literally the best. I mean, we, um, you know, when you get on TV, they don't just put you on TV. Movies, you go audition, you know, for the casting director. They like you. They bring you back. The director be in the room. Director, producer, they like you. You get the movie. TV, man, it's it's about 26, 27 white folk got to say yes before you get on TV. Uh, it's, it's a lot of people. You got to go through casting, then the creator. Or, or producers and then the network and then the studio like it's a whole lot of people that look you up and down before they put you on tv um but for me you know i didn't feel all that because i was just going in doing me and um you know i had my independent thing going so you know financially i was good so i just was going in and having fun man and i knew that role was for me 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I don't know how many auditions later or how many, um, um, you know, uh, uh, auditions later, I finally they gave me the part. And then we shot the pilot. And you shoot the pilot, they shoot it to see if they like it. And they might shoot, you know, a dozen pilots for that season. And they're only going to choose three shows. Um, so we shot the pilot. We end up getting picked up. And um, and that was the birth of the Eve show. And it was, you know, Eve, I didn't know her before we shot. I met her through the auditioning process because once we got to a certain point, she was in the room because she was one of the producers. Um, and uh, we all became a family. And every day we would drive up to Gower Studios, man, and I would go on that lot and they would just pay me a lot of money to act a fool. And, wow. and and I and I gave it to him. So yes, you and, did. And, and it was, it, when I tell you, it was so little work. When you on a thirty-minute sitcom and it's an ensemble, you know, when you start breaking down the time you're actually working, it's you know, it, it's just like stealing money. And um, you know, we'd go up there, and most of the time, you know, just be sitting around in my room, chilling, playing PlayStation, eating on the phone. Look, it was like getting paid to vacation, getting paid wow. to vacation. I thought any day they was just gonna kick down a door and arrest me for stealing money. I, had, <laughs> I, I was, I, I, I was ready. Like I, I had the door locked. I know <laughs> any minute now, they about to come in here and break this door down. But it, you know, it was three years of fun, the entire cast, we're like a family. You hear a lot about different casts that, you know, they don't get along, which makes sense because, you know, uh, you, usually actors are, you know, fickle and, and, and goofy and stuff. And so if you have an ensemble and y'all working together three years or so, that was 66, 70 episodes or something like that, you know, it's bound to clash, never with us. We would work 10 hours a day, hang out all night, and then come back to work the next morning and do it all over again. So we really, really loved each other. And um, my favorite, uh, Natalie DeSalle Reed, we lost at the uh, end of last year. Um, she passed away and it, man, it, Natalie was such an amazing person. The funniest, craziest woman you will ever meet. Natalie would say stuff that you couldn't even you couldn't, you sit around all day trying to think of the craziest things to say. You could never think and Natalie was said out of her mouth, no matter who was there, who was listening. You think you heard her wrong, but nope, she said it. And uh, and she, you know, I, I, I miss her. And it was a blessing to get to know her and, uh, and work with her. But, uh, you know, uh, we just had a lot of fun. Definitely rest in peace to her also. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Pastor Jay. Chris got something. Well, put it this way, Torino Brooks, can you shout him out? Because he, he loves you. He's been commenting all night. Yes, yes. Torino, Torino, I see you, man. Yo, I, I appreciate that too, man. You know, like I say, you you know, you keep your head down, you're doing the work, so it's always good to know somebody appreciate what you're doing. So uh, respect to you. Respect to you, man. And I'm much appreciated. And, uh, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm keep giving it to you. Got some newness coming real soon. Yeah, so, I, we I gonna was going to ask that too. So we're going to go on to yeah, what's next? Because I, I want to ask you about your experience because you had a movie with Monique. Mm -hmm. and, and then you had a movie like years later with Monique. And it was just like, how did, how did, how did it feel? Did it feel like a reunion? 
because I know it's just kind of like you guys had the chemistry in Three Strikes, and then you were in the same movie with Soul Plane. So, like, how did that feel in that moment, being able to reconnect with somebody that you've been in a movie with? Great, especially seeing it as Monique. Um, Monique has always been wonderful for me. It was like, a, again, a blessing to be able to work with Monique. When we did Three Strikes, she was uh, she was a comic out there doing her thing, and then we came back uh, when we did Soul Plane, and there was a lot of us on there, and then again to get to work together. So that's like my sis. She's just an amazing, amazing talent, actress, um, and comedian. And uh, Soul Plane just in itself was just a big party as well. It was so many of us in Soul Plane, and 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 it was really, really a good time. Dio Hewley, Kevin Hart, uh, you know, uh, Ice, uh, uh, Snoop Dogg, everybody, everybody was in that film, man. So we just showed up and showed out, and uh, it was one for the ages. So I we I guess we gotta go to what everybody wants to hear. What is next? What is your next project that you're working on that the people are wanting to see? Um, we got a few things. Like I said, I've been doing a lot for uh people behind the scenes, writing and um and, and creating and doing all that. And then so these last, you know, couple of years I started this plan to sort of, you know, get back into doing um, you know, creating content. And so I just finished a film called Adam and Eve. It's uh, different than what you used to seeing me in. It's a straight drama, a love story uh, starring myself. I wrote, produced, directed. And it's about this couple um, who fall in love, uh, but they both have a questionable past. And their past and skeletons start to creep up and it prevents them from moving forward and living happily ever after. And it sort of has the tone, if I would have to say, as like a Jason's lyric, back in the day um and um I, I, I think you guys really 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 gonna enjoy it and so that's what i'm in post-production with now um i'm about to start another one which will be my <clears throat> first uh comedy with kids <clears throat> so and it's uh basically about me and uh you know just could never get it right in and out of petty trouble and i end up getting um you know community service in lieu of jail and so i have to uh take these kids with their counselor and um mm -hmm. drive them across country and i don't like kids so i don't want to be with these kids they feel that so they don't like me but over the journey it's a whole lot of funny and i end up falling in love with the kids they fall in love with me and i get to kiss their counselor yeah and so and so it's a fun one and then uh bentley kyle evans who uh um created and uh produced the jamie fox show and also a showrunner on martin he and i about to do a sitcom together that we created and it's called uh like father like son um it's it's sort of like into a modern day sanford and son starring oh, wow. myself and so that's going to be really funny. So we're about to do uh, seven episodes, um, I think around the summer. So uh, that's happening. And so just, um, you know, a, a lot of stuff coming up. I'm going to shoot my stand-up special. It's been slowed down because of, uh, you know, everything with the uh, virus. So once things open back up a bit safely, I'm going to start uh, 
planning towards that. So that's probably like nine months away, but I'm shooting my stand-up special, the reintroduction tour. So um, that will be good and funny coming out through Netflix. And, uh, you know, so that's what I'm doing. Huh? That's what I'm doing. So, trying, to, trying to keep everything moving. Plug in. So have you ever thought about doing a project in Las Vegas? I have, man. <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> yeah, laughing to the bank. We shot some there, man. But uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I just gotta say, I wanted to say because the main thing is, and there's so many actors here in Vegas that get shied off because even the casting agents in LA, um, they come here, but they usually just they kind of side with the Los Angeles actors, even though we have some phenomenal. I mean, good actors here in Las Vegas, mm. and there's not many projects. You know, the agencies don't have that many projects to be able to work with. And with us being more open, I've heard more people trying to transition their their film projects to Las Vegas because you can be able to do more compared to being in Los Angeles. Mm. And I see, I saw that a lot of projects are moving from Los Angeles and going to the Atlantas and the different cities because now opportunities are now more open to actually make a film. So that's why I always advocate for Las Vegas because there's a lot of great actors here and they looking for uh, a chance and they're mm -hmm. signed and all this stuff, but they don't get chances because nothing really comes here. Yeah, we got to discuss that further because I don't know a lot about the Vegas market, man, but I'm always open and my whole thing, you know, being independent, I'm always lo um, looking to use you know, new talent. You know what I mean? A lot of times the first thing people do, you know, even when they're doing a small film, if they're like, oh, I got to go get a name. I got to go get a name. Those cats are getting enough work. You know what I mean? Find the new yeah. talent. And that's what I did in Adam and Eve. And, you know, it's uh, some faces you may recognize, but more new faces. And they're just great actors and actresses. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, one, I, I'm glad you're doing a stand-up special because <laughs> You're hilarious. Like everything, and I don't. I don't even know if it. I wonder if it's on purpose. Like, do you know your <laughs> because, like, even your. You know, it's like there are times in acting where you do things, and it's like, it's it's just funny. Like you, you know, you're likable, and it, it's just funny stuff. So I'm looking forward to seeing mm -hmm. your your comedy stand up special. Um, one who who are your comedy inspirations? Who who, who do you look up to in comedy? Um, Fluffy, Gabriella Glaces, um, ah. Mexican comic. I'm a big, big fan of Fluffy's. Like his stories and the way he tells his stories is absolutely amazing. And I'm a storyteller as well with my comedy. And everything I do is just based on, you know, real life experiences or real life beliefs. You know, I'm not up there making up stuff, you know, pulling out it's 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 all me at some point in life mainly right now and I, and I think that's why it works but um you know Bernie Mac you know what I mean of course the you know the vets you know what I mean Red Fox Richard Pryor mm -hmm. um you know Eddie Murphy um but I you know but I enjoy so many different comedians you know what I mean um so, uh, but, 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 but yeah, I just, you know, my, my field, I'm a storyteller and, and, and that's what I do when I go up there and I tell stories that are mine. And I think people laugh because they'd be like, yo, he, he dead 
serious. Like he he dead ass right <laughs> now. Yeah, like he's he really real, serious, bro. but that this sounds is hilarious. Absolutely ridiculous, but it's for real. It's for real. He for real. And it'd be for real. Um, one other thing also you talked about even, you know, with your independent films uh, about giving back. And I wanted to ask you or, or ask you to tell us about um, your program for you. Well, yeah, basically, I came to a crossroads about two years ago um, in my life to where I'm like, OK, what else? You know what I mean? This can't be it. And I think, you know, at some point we have to start giving back. You can't go through life just seeing how much stuff you can get. Right. Like, how, how much can I get? Got to get some more. I go get some more. Like, how, how much you want, man? You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, a number of things happened. I had some incredible mentors, uh, Willie Hooks and George Antone. Um, I read some books and I was just looking to find, you know, my purpose. And I was blessed that I found that. And one of the other things I did is I joined the Rotary. I'm a Rotarian at the Santa Monica Rotary. And I was visiting a, a neighboring Rotary and there was a guest speaker there. And he was an ex-police chief. And he made a comment that really uh, shook my core. He said that they could predict uh, with certainty that a child at the age of three will end up in jail or prison. And so I pause after that and I'm waiting. Okay, I'm like, okay, so what? What else? I'm thinking it's a catch or, a, you know, trying to say something slick, but he wasn't. He said what he said and it was true. And he gave us the reasoning as to how they're able to predict that. And it's because of the geographical area that the child is born and raised in, uh, the number of gangs that the kid has to walk by to get to and from school, and whether or not his parents were in jail or prison. So this three-year-old kid who doesn't even know what life is, he doesn't possess an ounce of ill will in his body because of the geographical area that he's born in, the arc of his life is limited to death or prison. And he went on to say the only way to detour that is for some of these programs that intercept these youth and show them that there's more out there. And at that moment, that's when Left of Bang Entertainment was born. And what we do is we extend the olive branch from the inner city onto the Hollywood movie set so these kids can experience a piece of the Hollywood magic. And I use the lure of, um, you know, the celebrity and that to um, get these kids' attention. And that's sort of the icing. But once you cut into that cake, it's just layers and yeah. layers and layers of mentorship. And these kids are not growing up saying, oh, yeah, I want to be a part of a gang. You know, that's all they have. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, the number one or the top reason that they join gangs is because they're looking for a sense of family, a sense of belonging. Right. And that's a natural human instinct that everyone you needs to um, to thrive and, and, and have life. That's not limited to inner city or at this use. Every human being needs that. And these kids are going to find that even if it's with the gang. Yeah. So given the option, though, to choose between shooting guns and shooting movies, these kids will choose movies every time. And that's what left the bang entertainment is. And the bang, our name represents that action moment in a child's life where they 
committed violent act, uh, pick up a gun, join a gang, anything that puts them on the wrong side of the law, we want to intercept them before that bang moment and keep them left to bang and out of trouble and um, allow them to learn, you know, the, 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 the tools and give them the tools to learn trades of the film industry, you know, and, um, you know, arm them with what they need to, to, you know, sustain themselves and provide for them families. And if nothing else, they walk away with the idea of like, yo, if I can do that, I can do anything. And so I've been, you know, zooming with them. And then I started my film school and um, to where I just keeping them engaged, teaching them about independent filmmaking. Um, we had some really cool celebrity guests, you know, that they know come on, say what's up to them, give them words of encouragement and share a little bit about their experience in the industry. And I want to keep that pushing forward. And so one of the things I'm about to launch in the next um, week or so is a uh, crowdfunding campaign, a Kickstarter, um, because what I found is everybody genuinely wants to help. You know what I mean? And, and right. everyone cares. And sometimes they just don't have the time to do it themselves or they just don't know how. Um, and so that's why I want to take this particular mission for these youth straight to the public and folks who care. And we're going to do a Kickstarter and raise funds to um, support this program. So, you know, these kids' life is not limited to death or prison because of where they're born and then accept that. So, and I would love with you guys would, um, you know, go on that journey with me to making sure that uh, we're able to um, affect these youth lives with a successful Kickstarter. Oh, I'm, I'm down, man. I'm down. You, you need to run for president. You sold me. You sold, I'm sold. Can we get this man to run for president, please? Are you ringing a bell? You know, I, 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 I honestly love what you just said because it kind of took me back as a child. And what it did was it made me think about, um, you know, the, the neighborhood that I grew up in, you know, being from the Midwest of Chicago on the west side and mm. living in between, you know, four games, not three, not two, but four, mm -hmm. you know. So I had Ghoul Squad, I had the Disciples, I had the Vice Lords, and then I had the Latin Kings. And mm. our outlet was going to the boathouse, the boathouse that they had in the parks where you can go in there and play ball, play pool, go swimming, you know. And it was where we had that little outlet. And then mm -hmm. over time, they start closing that stuff. And so mm -hmm. what else could you find to, you know, to take your mind or to give you some kind mm -hmm. of other uh, extracurricular that will help you, you know, not to fall into those traps. And so I'm glad that what you're doing is so positive because we need more of that because our children are getting lost in, in yeah. the system in the system and um, I definitely don't want to see you know I know our generation is what it is but we don't you know things can come in and stop it and I'm glad you're doing that so I'm about you know as, as we always talk about bring change Amen. and so change is 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 there you know for our young people as well as you know some of the older people to look at and see what they can do to help mm -hmm. and get on board, yeah you know so I, I, yeah. I love what you're doing thank you thank you I appreciate that so I was going so, to say real quick, though, okay. if I know it's in California, but I'm in Chicago now. I just moved here and I actually get to see exactly what Dr. Clay is saying. She is, she is from here. Um, there is no real outlets. And actually, 
I don't know if you guys heard, but right now we're getting a lot of carjackings and they're from kids. They're not from adults. They're from the mm. kids. Mm. And so it's definitely something that's needed um, everywhere. So it's maybe something to think about, maybe even expanding it to this side. I'm I'm on board. So if you need somebody, yeah. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. But, okay. I appreciate know. that. And I in, in the online school that I'm doing now, like if you guys have youth, you know, it's usually high school um, who you feel would be good for the program. Um, you know, the kids in 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 the uh, program are having a good time and, you know, um, people are popping up, you know, Vivica Fox, uh, you know, Craig Robinson, you know, what I mean, Anthony Anderson, you know, people are popping up and saying what's up to them. And they're actually learning everything I know um, to set them on the track to go out and make films for no money. And so any youth that you feel would be interested is interested. Let me know. We'll get them in the program and. You know, it's uh, Saturdays right now. Um, um, we have two more sessions, but they can uh, jump in to see, you know what I mean? See what it's about, you know, and see if they like it. I'm sure they will. Um, 11 to 12.45. But, you know, the kids all agree that there's not enough time because, you know, we have a good time, man. But anything to sort of counteract all that stuff that's going on, you know what I mean? And the, the, these other, you know, these other forces that's pulling them. Is there a website we can share? Uh, leftofbangentertainment.com and uh, any other social media sites. Um, we all we 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 always and it's Left of Bang Entertainment on all the social media handles, and you know we're always uh, keeping current with what we're doing. And um, you reach out through any of those avenues, any youth that you feel may be good for the program, and let them come hang out. You know, shameless plug. Else to do. Shameless plug, real quick. Um, Billy Wandick is on here. He's a part of uh, a performing arts like academy going on in Las Vegas called Jubal Arts. It's mm -hmm. based out of uh, Las Vegas. Um, it's based out of my home church, Reconciliation Apostolic Ministries. Um, mm -hmm. I think that would be something y'all can partner with even in Vegas to put together. Okay. Every summer they do a, okay. um, they host all the kids from the community and they do performing arts all summer oh. long. Okay. Spanish no, that's language. nice. So, yeah. And yeah. um and uh Billy, if you you know again, if you want those kids can hop online and you know learn some filmmaking one on one. You know, yeah. all they need is the internet to do that. And yeah. I, I believe that with all the different places, because being from the Bay Area, the Boys and Girls Club left. So a lot of people had that same issue that Dr. Clay was saying. It's just like it's the same demographic and ethnic areas where you see that our opportunities start limiting and what you said was key because um, I remember when, what was her name? Kimberly, um, Kimberly Bryant from black girls code. She would do on Saturday hackathons teaching young black women and well, young black girls and people in the community that, um, that how to code because there was mm. a deficit of, mm -hmm. uh, of diversity of women and, colored women in mm -hmm. coding and technology and we were in silicon valley and she would do it every saturday a hackathon they were building apps websites all that stuff and i think 
with her, how she now blew up. Now she has places everywhere. I, I believe that God will bless you with that same pathway, especially because now you're already able to reach everybody because you're online. So it's not like everybody got to go and mm -hmm. spend their money because some people's parents don't got it. So mm -hmm. especially areas that really need it, they, they're mm -hmm. like, man, I wish my child could go, but they, you know, mm -hmm. they can't get there. So it's a blessing that you have it online on Zoom so they can be able to mm -hmm. learn and, and be able to have some takeaways from that. So mm -hmm. I definitely would be um, um, very, very interested in talking to you offline about this and promoting it to all the people I know from back in Silicon Valley and here to be able to get that initiative. Because I remember being that teenager that had nothing else to do and I mm -hmm. got in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's simple. Yeah, yeah, we have we have to go get them or else, you know, you know, the, the, the streets will. I, I was just going to say you, you just really inspired and encouraged me. One thing um, for anybody that's listening, we have to take care of our own um, mm -hmm. because everybody else won. And I made the joke about running for president. But what I meant from from that um, is that you are a man who takes charge and, and where there is a problem you find the solution to it. And so I, I want to say we need more people like you. We we need to be like you. It's not only you that can do it, but each and every person that's listening to this podcast, to the show right now and on the replay, you know, it only takes one person to make the difference. Um, and we really have to step up. You know, a lot of our, our older people are passing on and retiring. And I think if we don't care, take care of our youth, like you said, the gangs, mm -hmm. The, the, the other people will take care. So it's up to each and every one of us um, to take initiative in whatever capacity, whether it be just sharing a kind word with a young person, whether it just be on your own, <clears throat> encouraging those people. You never know the seed that you plant uh, for the fruit uh, that will, will bloom later on. So I yeah. just wanted to say thank you. No, then thank you. Thank you, man. But you're absolutely right. And we got to, you know, we got to take action. And if you if you can't take action for whatever reason, you need to support someone, a group who is taking action. Uh, but somehow, some way we have to do something. You know what I mean? It's that old saying, you know, that children are our future, but it's absolutely it's right. They, they, they are going to be moving and shaking and running and doing everything. And so we have to we have to feel them and we have to go get them because right now they're set up to fail, um, you know, in some instances. And and what you're saying is, is so correct. You know, just a couple of words goes so far from the right person. You know, um, you know, I was in a story that I told about, I think it was around Christmas time and it was this kids in uh, Fox Hills Mall. I was walking and then he runs up to me and he's all excited. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, you know, he must know me for my films or TV or something. And he did. However, that's why not why he approached me. He starts saying, um, you know, you know, you changed my life, you saved my life. And I was like, oh, okay, this dude clearly got me confused with somebody else. <laughs> you know, <laughs> think of Kevin Hart or somebody. I'm like, bro, I'm much taller than Kevin Hart. I don't know what you <laughs> Get, the, get, get your celebrities straight offending me. Um, but then he said to me, your sister is Miss Hooks. And uh, you visited my class like, uh, like around 10 years ago. And at that moment, I knew he didn't have me confused with Kevin Hart. And he knew exactly who I was um, because Miss Hooks 
who he calls her is my sister. And I visited her class numerous times over the years, as well as others. And he went on to say that, you know, um, he was working two jobs and uh, to provide for his family. And um, he had a little baby, little girl that he was, you know, raising. And uh, he said he's been focused and has stayed on the right path because he always remembered the words that I told him that day in class. Now, I can't remember for the life of me what I said to that little boy, you know what I mean? Like, I, and, I, and I tried, I tried so hard and I could not remember, but that serves my point. You know, that was a moment that I didn't remember, but a moment that he never forgot, you know? Yeah. And that's the power of, you know, celebrity and, and, and Hollywood magic, when you have that pool, that energy, and even if it's a, you know, a neighborhood person that they look up to, you just don't know, you know what I mean? How you are affecting these youths by giving them a few words of encouragement. But the idea that I didn't remember and he never forgot and he tucked it away and it was a motivating factor in his life that kept him on the right path is everything. And that's what Left the Bang Entertainment is. That's our mission. And that's what we're trying to do. And so that, uh, as you said, you know, it's just, you know, a few words can change the course of these youth. And yeah. we have to do our part. Yeah. So, you know, you describe building a legacy. You know, a lot of people think of building a legacy of being with their kids and things like that. But building a legacy is that memory that you talked about that even when you are no longer on this earth, he will always remember that and keep passing what he learned from you down. And that's important because a lot of times God asks, what is your legacy? Because a lot of people could be selfish and be like, well, I got this, I got that and never pass it down. Nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we, we know so many people that get knowledge and then they get selfish with knowledge or they get mm -hmm. selfish with, with what they know. And what you're doing is so important because you're, you're passing down the torch. You're passing mm -hmm. that legacy to build to other people, to be able to really keep you going, keeping what you what, what you really want to do. You 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 planted mm -hmm. a seed, and God just watered it. That's why that person could have never forget about it because mm -hmm. it was something that it, to you it seemed like, man, I, I would have told anybody that, but yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah. like, man, mm -hmm. like that really mm -hmm. um, that really stuck with me. I remember yeah. a mentor told me that if you find you know, something you love that is like a passion of yours. You'll never work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. I never forgot about that. And mm -hmm. I was in high school and I was like, that is what I want. And it's just the things in your mind that you compartmentalize that you're sitting there like, man, that's something that I want to inspire to and to get to. And, and that, and my mentor will always live on because I'll remember that and pass on that same teaching. So what is one thing that you want to do before you leave this earth um, to make sure that is established? Uh, left to Bang Entertainment. And so in, in, in my eyes, it's a, it's, it's a company um, that feels itself financially um, and it continues to reach out and intercept these youth who are born into these areas you know, and, and destined to to fail. And I would like for it to uh, kick out scholarships, continue to keep them engaged um, with this film school that I'll grow and 
ultimately have thousands and thousands of youth online um, and, and, and support them in whatever they want to do, but arm them with the skills of filmmaking and entertainment, but also support them in whatever they choose to do. And long after I'm gone, if that company can continue to do that and spin out scholarships and get these kids in college and give them skills and knowledge to fulfill, you know, to live happy and fulfilled lives, um, that that would be everything. So they can make their projects that they want to make. Um, that would be everything. And, and if I don't accomplish anything else, I, I will be more than happy with that. You know, if I don't do anything else, that would fulfill me. That's so good. what are the age brackets for the program? It's um, high school right now. Um, that said, if there's a middle school who were passionate about being in the program, then they're going to be in the program. Um, there's a 21 year old, which you have a couple of people, you know, uh, first year in college that wants to be in the program. They can be in the program. If they want to be there. I want them there. You know That's what I mean? Awesome. Um, I want them there. Um, you know, and it's just about, you know, at some point, it came to be about how much stuff you can get, you know, and with my rotary that I am, the Rotarian way is service over self, yeah. service over self, right? And and what's funny, when I started going there, you know, because I wanted to learn how to serve at a higher level, I would go and I would, I would feel so good when I left and I'm like, man, I felt like. Man, I feel like I'm getting more from this than I'm giving. Like, but what it is is the power when you give and you're not expecting anything back. Ain't no other feeling like that. None. None. No other feeling. And a lot of people don't know that. They steadily trying to see how much they can get. And that's why they arrive where they thought they wanted to be, and it don't feel good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when you serving and you giving and you changing people's lives, man, come on. What? When I get off last week, man, when I got off of our class with the Zoom and and I had I had uh who did I have come on? I had uh Tabitha Brown come on, who's the number two TikTok social media star and then i had um um kale mitchell from you know disney the good burger and then one of the students said man mr hooks i don't even know what to say like about this i mean in two weeks we don't met anthony anderson and this person and this person i i, I just don't see how it can get any better and he was just touched. And then that's when Craig Robinson called in. This dude's screensaver in the back of him is the office. So Craig Robinson calls in and he just, he just lost it. Um, but it's those moments like that when you just, you're giving and you see how you're able to light up someone's yeah. insides there's no car, there's no house, you know, there's no nothing that matches that, you know? And that's why it's so important to me, you know, with this um, this crowdfunding, because I don't, you know, 
with the, as an actor, you you fail forward. You go and it don't work and you keep going. They tell you no all the time. What I don't want to do is have to go back to the kids like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I tried. Turns out nobody gives a damn. So uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I won't be online no more. I gotta go get a job. Like, <laughs> like that's that's not the message that I want to convey, man. So I've been I've been reaching far and near to get people to you know get get soldiers to go out. Let's be able to say, yo, we did it. Let's keep rocking and rolling and get these kids on set. And keep, but you know, go go out and give somebody nothing just for no reason, man. It, it's Come the most now. amazing feeling. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Somebody had needed to hear that. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's about that time, y'all. I want to keep talking because y'all. Like, we have to do it again. We have to do it we'll again. Do it again. Yeah, yeah like I told Brian, this is like a childhood, like dream come true. You don't understand the indebtedness of being able to watch an actor that I watched since a kid right. be able to be here and talk to him and be able to see how genuine. Because I think one thing. He's a good person, man. Just I have to blurt that out. Like he's just a good dude. Like you can tell. Yeah. Because you know the crazy thing is Thank when you, you when you. you when you have that person you look up to or you look into filming, and because I can tell you right now, when I saw your movie and Three Strikes and saw that you could act crazy and get paid for it, that made me want to act. Yeah, I know. I was like, you can get paid to do this in public in class every day for what he was talking about. I even got in trouble for saying a quote from your movie in class, and I was like, he got paid. I need to do that. Whatever that means to do. I, I did eight years of acting and everything because I was like, I could just go up there, act a fool, and not care. So it was just, it's dope to be able to meet you and know that you're still a genuine person because there's a lot of people that they. Put the mask, and then when you mm -hmm. meet them, their heart ain't right, and you get yeah. you kind of get yeah. saddened, especially yeah. if you you really looked up to the people yeah. when you, you were yeah. young. And you like, man, I meet yeah. you, and you like, yeah, well, whatever, and you like, like, man, it's crazy. Yeah. So it, it, it was a yeah. blessing to really have you on. I really appreciate you. We're definitely going to spearhead your nonprofit, yes. whatever way we can. Definitely let us know here at Anointed Radio. We'll definitely. Man, anyway, we can that would that would be a blessing, you know. Solange will be in touch, man. Just coordinate, man, and we just do good. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. And with that being said, everybody, make sure you share, like, and subscribe. Make sure you follow Anointed Radio on LV, Anointed Radio on all social media platforms, and download the Anointed Radio app so you can listen to 24-7 gospel music. With that being way, we paid the bills with that commercial. I just want everybody to uh, go around and leave their little last minute um, words of encouragement before we go off the air, y'all. Don't run all at once. Don't, 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 don't run all at once. I saw. I, I, I'll go. Listen. Okay. This amen. Week, yeah. Listen. If you didn't get anything else out of it, um, go out there and do good. It costs nothing to share something with someone and you will make the world a better place. I always say, especially right now, there's so much negativity and there's a lot of gossip and salaciousness on the internet. Don't be one of those people. Be one of the good people. 
Go out and share with someone, whether it be a dollar with somebody who's going through, call that friend you haven't talked to in a while. You see that young man walking the street, share with them. Go out and share with someone. I challenge you this week. Your challenge is to do something good for somebody. And you don't have to post it on the internet. Just share an uplift. And also with that being said, make sure you donate. When the crowdfund comes out, make sure you donate to this great cause, y'all. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I just want to say that, um, you know, if you find yourself not being your true you, find yourself being who you really are and take the mask off, you know, because now it's time to just do do what you do what you've been designed to do. You know, uh, here it is. We talk for Brother Hooks. I want to say Brian Hooks, but, you know, hey, B Hooks, whatever you want to call, you know. And it's been Pastor Hooks. <laughs> that part. It's been a joy. And I'm just saying, let his his words of expression and the things that he spoke about tonight be something positive, a positive influence and a positive seed into your life that you can find yourself doing something better and doing something greater in not just your life but in others. And so it is so important. You know, a lot of people want to do things, but if you got a stinky attitude, get that attitude out the way and get yourself back into a humble place and Watch some humility. That's it. That's it. And, and just, just be honest of who you are. And you ain't got to try to be like nobody else. Just be you. And it'll be a better world if everybody can be themselves. So I just want to encourage you to let you know that, you know, you can do it. And, and the, the world is out there. I mean, the, the opportunities are there. All you got to do is just start working on it. And find yourself rubbing some elbows with some good people because you've been around some of the bad people, you know, some of the folks that didn't have your best interest at heart. So now turn that turn that thing around. 2021, you know, it's a, a new year still, and you got time right now, today, to start some something new. So I just want to encourage your heart, and I really appreciate you, Brian, for being on here. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. And and everything that you're doing, everything you're going to do, I really pray God's blessings upon your life and everybody that's attached to you and everybody else that's going to continue to be attached to you. And so I just know that God has opened up doors that no man can shut. And he's going to shut Amen. some doors that no man can open because we don't want those thank doors you. open. All right? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Chris. I'm not saying nothing after that. That was the benediction. All right. Now to him who was able. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So let me pay some more bills before I forget. We got, we are, Anointed Radio has been nominated for the Gospel Choice Music Awards for Independent Broadcast Network of the Year. So make sure you go to the Gospel Choice Awards. Uh, choicemusicawards.com. Make sure you vote for Las Vegas's number one gospel station, um, Anointed Radio, y'all. So we don't do it for accolades, but it'd be great to just be able to win some. Some. So I shut up. Hey, I'm just, don't get me started. Watch Amen. And, and, and I have to say this in my last closing remarks never be ashamed to be authentically you because. People will always tell you who you should be and how you should act. But God made you the way that you are for a reason. And don't let nobody judge you out of it. Don't let nobody make you feel bad for being you. And then start. it's okay to learn about you because you don't got all the answers. 
you could be able to sit time, sit away from everybody and all influences because people bring influence and actually learn more about you because then you could be able to stand for what you believe in, not what collective believe in, but what you believe in. So definitely remember that. I want us to all know that you could go download the Anointed Radio app on all, all those platforms and everything else that you could download stuff. I think Google Play is going away, but we still on Apple and Android people. Y'all losing out. First, y'all don't got Clubhouse. Let me stop right now. <laughs> now, 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 you go. Now you're about to lose the, the Anointed Radio app. But, you know, I just speak in the name of Jesus that we'll be just in all the new cars. Because if you don't know, now you know. In two years, uh, the radio market is moving into a digital presence. What does that mean? That means digital online radio and podcasts will be what you get in your cars because celestial radio is going away. Then in, in about two years, yeah. cars will no longer have antennas. So the celestial radio stations are all migrating to be on platforms like this one that you're watching. So make sure that you um, download the Anointed Radio app so you can be ahead of the curve so that you, you don't lose your radio station because we everywhere. So with that being said, love y'all. See y'all next week. And make sure y'all share this video a thousand times over. And let's let's make sure we download. Bye everybody. Peace. Good night. Good night. Good stuff. Good night.